Hey, what is going on, guys? It's DK. Back at you another video here. It's bringing the five-game NBA main site on Saturday. Before I get into the video, because you're new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. I have a link in the description in the description below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, I'll offer them at patreon.com, an esports package which includes Call of Duty and CSGO, as well as an NBA package, also linked down below. I do want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this episode. If you guys are not familiar with the Prize Picks, again, the idea is you take over under on fantasy points. Right now, they don't have anything posted for NBA, uh, but stuff should be coming either late tonight or early tomorrow. And um, they'll have second half contests for NBA, sometimes fourth quarter contests. Again, there is an edge there, right? Talked about it with. With like the second half and fourth quarter contest of the game starting to turn to a blowout and um you know if the game does blow you, you obviously can take the unders there um and you and you can mix and match sports they have everything they have golf they have mma esports tennis soccer again mlb and you can mix and match sports so uh, you can have like a couple nba with a couple mba uh, mlb and again the fun thing about uh prize picks is you're not playing against anyone and also the uh, the scores will move. So if like you see one that you think is either too high or too low, you want to hop on that right away. Um, so again, if you guys want to sign up, you can go DKDFS, DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You get a hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars. You put a hundred dollars in, you get $200 to play with. And finally, I just want to thank you guys for the continued support on these videos, live streams. We're, we're hitting like 350 concurrent viewers in the live streams and on Twitter. I know we're having a lot of big winners. Uh, so congrats to to everyone in you know, the last week or so that have, have had some uh, some pretty big wins. Um, if you do, if you guys do enjoy this content, if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos you know, on live. Unfortunately, there'll be no live stream tomorrow. So if you have any questions, uh, you can leave them in the comment section down, down below. I will make sure to get back to uh, you guys. Uh, but yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into it. So before we talk about players and the prices for this five-game slate, we can look back my IP here from Friday. And Friday, uh, just just been a long week, and I'm exhausted, and I just got to uh, – I don't even know if I have the energy to tilt. Um, so my original build had – so I'll tell you the issue with this. I talked about this in the Patreon team. I had, I had four Pistons. I had Westbrook, I had CJ, and I had Julius Randle. And my issue with that lineup was um, my last piece in was Miles Bridges. It was, it was in like 6.5K for four, and I was talking about, I was like, eh, I don't really want to like, I don't think it's worth it to go there. I was like, I want to go more stars and scrubs. I'm going to rebuild. Uh, and that went pretty poorly for me because guess who I played who – I knew there was a slight chance it would happen. Played Fred Van Fleet. Played like 20 minutes. So that is, uh, yeah, not fun. Not fun. I knew that I knew there's a chance that, that they might limit him just because the Raptors have, have no nothing to play for. But what I was basing off of what was last week, we saw Lowry come back. Literally, they're in the same situation, right? They want to lose Toronto. Lowry comes back. After being injured for like two weeks, and he plays 37 minutes. So like my hope was, all right, we just saw that happen for Lowry. You know, that gives me, I guess, a little more hope that Van Fleet gets minutes, and no. So yeah, my pivots obviously went from close to uh, you know, could have been a massive night to just a terrible night for myself. So let's go over my lineup here. I can get out of the way so you guys can see. And yeah, it was just one of those things where I think I just 
also got a, a little bit too contrarian by pivoting off too many pistons, right? I had four. I went from four to one. I think the sweet spot was would probably play at least two. Um, now, I, I took my chances on Jones Jr. and Mello. Uh, once we got news that Jones Jr. starting, I thought he would play more. He only played 18 minutes. They dusted off Anthony Simons, who I you know I had a little bit of worry about, but we hadn't seen him at all in the rotation recently, so I thought maybe to throw Jones Jr. in there, maybe Mello would just play more. And that I would be, you know, all right using these re- these uh, Blazers to kind of differentiate myself. And that, again, did not work out at all. Um, again, it was a risk for sure. Um, again, didn't work out. Uh, I was I was debating with Mello and, and Todd. I was going to go Taj Gibson, actually, if Noel didn't uh, didn't play. But Noel played, so I just stuck with, with Mello there. So, yeah, that, that obviously hurt me with that, – that killed me with going the, the Blazers value instead of the Pistons value for my personal lineup. Um, but yeah, the stars, so Westbrook, um, CJ was, was solid and DeRozan low owned was good. And Van, Van Fleet, no minutes limit, but plays like 20 minutes. That's back to back nights for me with, with him and Giannis just picking a star and then being, getting completely limited. Super frustrating. I won't lie. Um, Isaiah Stewart crushed was only 50% owned. Ken Birch, uh, did not come back in the fourth least. I don't think he did. So he, he, I thought he would have played a, a few more minutes, but the Raptors had a weird, weird rotation. Like Paul Watson had a career night, and and Watanabe, Yuta Watanabe. I can't hate in Watanabe though. He did win me a GPP earlier this year, so I, I can't really hate on him. But uh, you guys can tell, just, just a frustrating night for myself. Um, but I hope you guys had a better night. And let's talk about this five game slate. <clears throat> oh, also, I'll, I'll update you guys in best ball. Also, a little bit draining, but. Not a great night for me for best ball. So I got two two days left to make up. Uh, I need to get in the top two. And I'm about, what, like 50, 60 points back. Ugh, I thought I had a good chance yesterday, and now it's not looking as good. Uh, Brogdon didn't really do much today. Edwards, not great. Powell was just like, nah. Kyrie had a really bad game. Like, I expect a lot more from Kyrie. So I'm going to need... I'm going to need to get pretty lucky these last couple games, uh, last couple days to advance. But just thought I would update you guys on that one. Um, all right, so let's take a look at these Vegas odds. We have three of the five games out right now. Cavs and Bulls, a 2.12 over under. The Bulls are one half point favorites. Uh, Grizzlies and Bucks, a 2.36.5 over under. The Bucks are 8.5 point favorites. And Spurs, Suns, a 2.30.5 over under. The Suns are 9 point favorites. All right, let's start off with uh, the first game here in Detroit and Washington. So Detroit... It's looking like all those guys who were rested are going to be back for this game. So we'll start with Jeremy Grant at the top at 6'5". Again, I know the Pistons want to lose, but he's a guy that in close games has been playing, you know, pretty consistent minutes. Like he should get 35-ish in a close game. This is an up-tempo game against Washington. So assuming he plays, assuming there's no limit on him or anything like that, I think Jeremy Grant is a pretty good play uh, at his current price. Sadiq Bey, again, like guys like him, Josh Jackson, um, you know, the point guards all look great today with Grant back, with Plumley back. Sadiq Bay is still, still viable because I think we get probably around 30 minutes from him. Again, an up-tempo matchup. So not as good of a play Sadiq Bay is in this one, but I still think he's a solid option. And Josh Jackson had a big night tonight. He shot the ball really well. Uh, should take a little bit of a backseat offensively with Jeremy Grant in the offense. Again, I think he's still playable, uh, but not, again, not as good of a play as he was uh, today. Now, Again, Isaiah Stewart had the big game, but Plumley is back. Assuming Plumley plays, I think he'll probably get about 25 minutes, which which kind of does hurt both centers. Um, 
you know, I think you could take a shot on Plumlee himself just because if by the off chance he pushes for 30 minutes, he could have a pretty good game at uh, the salary. We know Plumlee's a good point per minute guy. So with the two centers, neither are priorities. Um, again, keep an eye on what they what they end up doing. But I assume Plumlee and Jeremy Grant both play. Corey Joseph's questionable. Diallo uh, is questionable. He missed the game. They both missed the game today. If they're both out, um, and we also have Dennis Smith Jr. probably still out, so should be uh, Killing Hayes and Saban Lee. If you, want, if you played Killing Hayes, congrats. Five steals, that obviously helped. Uh, yeah, he would be someone we could look to for value for sure, assuming he starts. And then Saban Lee off the bench, played 21 minutes. Did not have that good of a game, uh, but I think both like the Pistons point guards, uh, if there's no uh, Corey Joseph, would be pretty good value plays. So I think they're going to split the 48, that being Killing Hayes, that being Saban Lee, and they're both really, really cheap. So... The two point guards I like for Detroit, um, I think Jeremy Grant's a pretty good play in the mid-range. Sadiq Bay as well. That's probably Those are probably the plays I like the best uh, on Detroit at the moment. Moving on to Washington. So it is a back-to-back, but I have uh, I think Westbrook will play, will play. He hasn't sat a back-to-back in a long time. He did play 44 minutes, and it did go to uh, overtime. So that's the, like I guess, maybe the slight concern. That, eh, maybe Washington rests one of their stars, but... Um, assuming they're both full go again, Westbrook is one of the best plays to say, and it's just because again, the massive minutes, the triple double upside, you know, the drill with Westbrook and Brad Beal is, is a little bit too cheap too at 8.7. He doesn't have as high of a floor, but, um, yeah, should play again, all the mitts he can handle. So I like Westbrook. I like Beal at the top. And then once again, the only other value guy I'll consider is Daniel Gafford. I was like, Hey, the, the one game when Gafford gets extended, he's going to probably break the slate. And he did because of overtime. He played 26 minutes and went for 33 fancy points. Again, the issue with Gafford is he's been hovering in that 15 to 18-minute range. Now, again, we're probably not going to get 26 again because that was in overtime. But he did play 21 in regulation. So that's again, a little bit of a, a boost off of previous games. And we know, again, Gafford's been a really, really good point per minute guy. So Gafford for value, I think we can go to. I don't think I can touch anything else on Washington. I was going to Cleveland, Chicago. So Cleveland, it's kind of a tough team to break down right now. They're like fully healthy. They have a team that's been injured for a while, but now they're fully healthy. Jared Allen at 7-6. He had a big game last game. The price is just like, it's fine. Um, again, I don't love him with Kevin Love in the offense. Kevin Love himself, he had an off game, uh, shot 2 of 10. Again, it was a blowout. I think in a close game, we probably pushed for 25 to 30 minutes. He's normally been a pretty solid point printed guy. Uh, Saxon and Garland, the positive with these two guards is the minutes, right? They're going to play about 35 minutes. So like the main four guys, I'll say Allen, Saxon, Garland, and Love are all guys that I think are are okay options. They're filler plays. They're no priority options. Like I'm not going to look at this team and be like, oh, I need to play Colin Sexton at 7-5 or I need to play Kevin Love at 6-5, right? I think if you like land on a Garland or an Allen or a Sexton or a Love as the last piece in, that's perfectly fine because Chicago is not a good defensive team. So I'll say the main four guys for Cleveland are all decent options, no priorities. Nance is too expensive, come out the bench. Probably not going to Prince or anyone else. Okoro, the minutes are there. It's just he does have a pretty low floor. If there's not a lot of value that opens up, then maybe you can go there. But like I would just, I think I'd rather just take shots in like the Pistons point guards than a guy like Isaac Okoro. Moving on to Chicago. So what we know is there's no Zach Levine. San Aransky was ruled out for this game. My guess is he doesn't play since the back-to-back. If he does not play, then Kobe White catapults to become one of the best plays of the site. Who started, played 33 minutes, gets a massive boost, went for 45 fans once. We probably won't get 45 again from Kobe, but if we get over 30 minutes at 5-2, um, that is just too cheap for Kobe White. So really, really do like Kobe White, assuming Sadoransky's out. 
Vucevic at the top at 9.8. Um, I think it's perfectly fine. I do. Like, he obviously gets a boost without Levine on the court. The offense is probably going to be Vooch and, and Kobe. So, uh, those two guys, I think, look pretty solid for, for Chicago. And assuming Sander Ransky's out, I don't think he plays. Now, the rest of this rotation, this is where it gets to be a headache. Uh, I think they ran a 10-man rotation, I want to say. So, Thad Young actually came off the bench. He played 22 minutes. Don't love the price there. Daniel Tice started, but lost minutes. Only played 20. So it's like, I don't know what to make of that. I guess I'd prefer Tice if he comes off the bench. He's going to play more minutes, right? Um, Patrick Williams at 4-4. He should get 25 to 30 minutes. Again, not a great point-per-minute guy. Um, who, it started Garrett Temple. I, just, I really don't like Garrett Temple. But if he starts again, I think we get 20 to 25 minutes. He is min-price. Again, Archie Diacono got dusted off for a few minutes. Uh, they dust off Denzel Valentine uh, for 17. They just ran a pretty deep rotation. So do I really feel comfortable with anyone on the bench? Not really. Again, if if Garrett Temple starts again, you can go there at mid-price, but it's not a play that I love because he's a pretty low-usage guy. Golden State and Boston. Uh, so Steph Curry at the top of 10.3. It's not necessarily the best matchup, but I think he's firmly in play for tournaments. For cash games, there might be slightly safer options, but Steph at the – I mean, he is shooting – Lights out recently. Really, he's been shooting the ball really, really well. Um, there's been a couple blowouts here too where he's lost some Mets. So um, I, I do like stuff for tournaments. I think Draymond's a pretty good cash game play. He does get a boost uh, playing more at the five with no James Wiseman. Again, the triple-double upside. So even in a tougher matchup, I like Draymond. Wiggins, probably not going to go there. Kelly Oubre's at 6K. He's certainly questionable. If he misses, you can give a look to Bazemore, but Bazemore did uh, only play 24 minutes the last game, which is not great. Toscano Anderson shot like 8 of 8 or 8 of 9. It kind of feels like chasing if you go there. Honestly, and he did get uh, you know a little bit of extended run because of the blowout. Kavon Looney's at 3-9. Um, you know, I think we'd probably get around mid-20 to 25 minutes from him. He's been an all-right point for guy. Last four games uh, that he started, 18, 19, 21, and 23 fantasy points. So Looney, I think, is a, is a pretty fair value play. On the Boston side, so what we know is no Rob Williams, no Evan Fournier. So Tristan Thompson, I think, stands out as one of the best values of the slate. I think in a close game, we get 25 to 30 minutes from him. So do like Tristan Thompson a good amount at his current price. And then it's the top four guys for Boston. So Tatum, Brown, Kemba, and Marcus Smart, I think all look pretty good in a matchup, in a, in a really good matchup. Um, you know, Jalen Brown in the big game last game, he is 8.3. Tatum, Jason Tatum, I think it still has a little bit more upside, a little more consistency than Jalen Brown, but he's also $1,200 more expensive. Kemba Walker is playing, in close games, he's playing big minutes. This game was a blowout, but in a close game, he should play about 35 minutes. I think he's, you know, viable, a little bit riskier, a little bit more up and down than, you know, guys like Brown and Tatum. And then Marcus Smart at 6'3", I won't say as, as much upside, but maybe a little bit of a safer play because of the peripheral stats. So um, my take here with Boston is I like all four of the, the top guys. Um, would I go crazy and play like three? No, but I think, you know, getting to, to one, one Celtic or maybe even two is perfectly fine on the slate. I don't think I can, I don't think I can stomach the value. I really don't. So it's Thompson and it's the four, uh, the four other starters for Boston for me, Memphis and Milwaukee. So this game projected to be pretty high scoring, uh, two thirty six and a half over under the Bucks are eight and a half point favorites. So we'll start off with Jonas Valanciunas at 7.9 K kind of his first, not great game, I guess. Well, he, he still played well. He still shot seven of nine. He had 16, seven and five. But um, yeah, I will say the positive though, even though he had kind of his first subpar game in a while is he still played 31 minutes. 
So that is good to see. Um, again, Jonas Valanciunas has been a really, really good point-per-minute guy. So, um, And it looks like right now the plan is to play him over 30 minutes, which I think makes him firmly in play at that price. John Morant at 7K. We know the production's been up and down for him, but the minutes will be there. This is an up-tempo matchup. I'm good going to Ja for GPPs. Now, uh, Brandon Clark missed the game tonight. So slow-mo got a pretty big boost. And whenever Clark is out, slow-mo gets a big boost because he plays more at the four. Um, I think he's someone we can look to in the mid-range. Again, a guy that can stop the stat sheets. And again, I know Dylan Brooks had a big game last game, but he's super lying in the scoring. I don't know if I get to anyone else on uh, Memphis. On the Milwaukee side, so it's just like, all right, what are we going to get minutes-wise from Giannis, right? All, all indications last game were full go, no limit, and he plays 25 minutes in a close game. So if he's going to be limited again, I have no interest. If there's no minutes limit for Giannis, I think he's a good spin-up. Will we get the news? Probably not, based on what we've seen the last week. Um, if you think Giannis is going to be limited, then yeah, you can look to Drew and Middleton. They're not as good a plays without, honestly, Giannis in the lineup, but they're still viable Portis feels a little pricey. DiVincenzo's out, but that doesn't do much for me. Like, Bryn Forbes picked up the start. He'll play about 20 minutes. He's got to hit his shots. He's really reliant on scoring. Pat Connaughton at 4-3 probably gets 20 to 25 minutes. Like, for me, I think I would rather have Connaughton over Forbes because he can at least do some of the peripheral stats. But it's surprisingly, if, like, Giannis is limited, there's really not a ton I like on Milwaukee. If Giannis... His full go, Giannis himself, I think, looks pretty good. Finally, San, um, San Antonio and Phoenix. It's a back-to-back here for the Spurs, so be careful. We've seen this multiple times this year, and I always warn people when it's a back-to-back for the Spurs. If you guys are newer to DFS and you haven't got popped yet, you will get popped multiple times in your DFS career. Um, so... There is a little bit of worry with, with some of these Spurs. It's not a great matchup either. So I will say these, all, all the Spurs thing are more contrarian plays. DeRozan, Murray, and Pirtle, I think are the three guys I'll consider. Again, DeRozan had a big game for me tonight at pretty low ownership, but this is a much tougher spot. The positives with him, most of the time he's going to get like 35 plus minutes. So I'm fine going to DeRozan. I think there is still some risk. John Timur, I believe he had a triple-double. Yeah, he had 13, 10, and 11 um, again, in play for GBPs. And Yaka Pertl against a big front court probably gets about 30 minutes. So those are the three Spurs I'd look to. I would say all three are contrarian plays, though. And finally, Phoenix. So this is tough. This is tough for Phoenix because in close games right now, the starters, they're just not getting minutes. 31 minutes from Booker in a close game against Sacramento. Chris Paul played 30. DeAndre Ayton played 30. So the matchup's solid here, but if the minutes are only going to be about 30 in a close game, then I don't think I can really get to any of the main Suns. Now, that can definitely change, but really, like, we've seen this a decent amount recently. Um, So it's not great. I will say Booker probably is the guy that has the most upside for minutes, right? Chris Paul has been been pretty limited, even close games, right? 32, again, I know this is a blowout, but, like, he hasn't been on pace for some big minutes, which is a little bit worrisome. So that, that's that's what I'll say is the worry there with the, the main Phoenix guys is just the minutes at the moment. If you think they're going to get, you know, 35-plus minutes, then fire away on any of the top three sons. Jay Crowder for value at 4.6. We kind of know what Jay Crowder is, right? I always say this with him, but 25-ish to 30 minutes, probably somewhere around 15 to 25 fancy points. Safer play. Not gonna most likely not gonna kill you, but probably not gonna win your GPP. 
And then finally, the value. So again, the guys off the bench are getting a little bit extended recently. Campaign, Cam Johnson, Sarge, and, and, and Javon Carter. All in play, you know, Payne probably hovers in the 15 to 20 minute range. Uh, Javon Carter's been playing well at the bench. He probably gets around 20. Cam Johnson's been getting about 20 minutes and Sarch about, you know, 15 or so. Um, so like all four of those bench guys, I think are, are playable here. Is there one standout bench player? No, but I think those guys are, are certainly someone we could use for uh, some salary, salary eh, relief. So, uh, that is going to do it for the video today, guys. If you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I'm live again. Unfortunately, no live stream tomorrow, guys, so good luck with everything, and I'll see you back here uh, for another live stream on Sunday. Um, so have a good night, guys, and I'll see you all then.